Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. the B word where we are helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. One minute in and I'm already choking. <clears throat> I'm your host Elgarth and the B word is a talk slash music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, and entertainment while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We are on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And we're just trying to help you get your day started. So if you're on that first cup of coffee, that's great because I'm on my first cup of tea. We're going to go ahead and talk and play some music and hopefully get your day started right. Um, If it started earlier than 9 o'clock, well, I feel kind of sorry for you. (laughs) Sorry. Look, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can call in at 215-383-3787. You can also use that number to just call and listen in. But if you do have a question or a comment, then you can just press 1 on the keypad, and you will be live on the air with me. And if I have a guest, then you'll be live on the air with them as well. If you want to email us, that email address is the B underscore word at yahoo.com. You may also send me messages through Blog Talk Radio, which is forward slash the B word. Please also like us on Facebook, B Word with Elgarth. We're also on Twitter at the B Word underscore Elgarth. And you can also visit us on our website and listen there, which is the B hyphen word dot com. I would also encourage each one of you to go and download the Blog Talk Radio app if you are on Android. It's pretty simple. Um, I have heard there are a lot of ads, but, you know, it's, it's pretty simple to function. You just click out of the ads, find the show you want to listen to, which could include mine, hopefully, and you should be able to listen. You can also listen on your iOS phone or iPhone through the podcast app or through iTunes or whatever other podcast application you may have. Just search the B word and you should be able to find it there. Tomorrow, I want to go ahead and give a heads up. I will be having a special guest host with me. I'm really excited about that. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. 
same time, same station. And um, I want you guys to give me some feedback on what you think because I'm thinking about adding a co-host to my show. Not that I can't do it by myself, but, you know, it's always a lot more fun with somebody else. And I think that, you know, when you have more than one person, you get different perspectives on the various topics. For example, like today, we'll be talking about passive friendships, what they look like, and being able to recognize if you're actually that passive friend or not. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. First, I want to uh, talk about today. Don't forget, today is a pretty big day. It's the $1.4 billion lottery draw. So if you haven't already gotten your lottery ticket, make sure you make it out and get one or two. And just remember this, the lottery tips that I gave you a couple of days ago. You'll want to make sure that you utilize all those awesome tips so that you can be the grand prize winner. Of course, unless I am. <laughs> so... Uh, make sure you go out and get that lottery ticket today. Um, the drawing is tonight. I also want to talk about um, the president had his State of the Union address, his final one for his presidency. So we actually have him in the studio today. Well, kind of, sort of, we don't. But, you know, we'll be listening to some audio of a couple of his, um, uh, some excerpts from his speech in regards to his thoughts on the economy and his thoughts on the current terrorism situation. So if you missed it, we'll be listening to a couple of those excerpts during the show today so that you can kind of see what it was all about if you missed it. Um, And, you know, I'll be talking a little bit about what he said so that you can get updated. You know, as well, feel free to go check it out yourself that's one thing about the internet and what's so good about it is that you have the opportunity yourself to go and find information. Now, it's not always good information, um, so it's up to you to kind of sift through the BS. But hopefully, you know, if you listen to my show, I'm able to kind of help you do that and provide you with the most relevant information that's out there, hopefully. And hopefully it's accurate. Um, A couple of things, too, I want to touch base on before we kind of move forward in the show is I started a campaign, as many of you know. I have an organization called Blanket of Freedom, which supports vets with mental illness. Speaking of, there was somebody who commented on my page the other day, on the Blanket of Freedom page, and basically their comment was, it's not called mental illness. Um, and, you know, we shouldn't call it that. It's an injury, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with post-traumatic stress disorder, et cetera. And, you know, it, you're absolutely right in regards to there's nothing wrong with, you know, somebody having the disorder and us addressing it. But I would say, and I did say, that it's not an injury. It definitely is a disorder. It's not something that you crashed a car and now you have a broken arm. It's not something that heals like that. And they indicated that calling it a mental disorder or illness was um, preventing healing. And I'm sorry, I would have to disagree. One of the things that I think we need to do is actually address the stigma that's associated with the mental disorder or the mental illness so that we can remove it and it and it becomes more of a of a concept of helping and recognizing and moving forward. So we just need to reduce that stigma. I appreciate everybody's comments. If you ever have a comment about something, please feel free to voice it. I'm not like one of those other sites that are gonna delete all the bad comments and leave only the good comments. I welcome all comments because normally I address them all, whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent. And sometimes I admit, you know, to providing misinformation. Somebody corrected me one time with one of my statistics. Okay, great. Thank you. I was wrong. So please, I'm open and welcoming to all comments, whether they are for or against anything that I've said. Um, But I do want to say I started this campaign um, with kind snacks. 
So if you go to causes.kindsnacks.com, um, you can find my cause there. It's called Caring for Our Veterans, The Wounds We Can't See. And vote. It's really simple. I, I think a lot of people kind of get turned off when you hit the vote button and ask you to log in. You can either create a login with an email address and password. They're not going to start, you know, sending you a bunch of stuff. Or you can log in with your Facebook, which is the easiest way, and then hit vote. It's that simple. There's no extras to it. You don't have to pay any money. They're not asking for any private information. It's just log in, vote, the end. So please don't get turned off because of that and, you know, miss out on helping a really worthy cause. So I would ask everyone to do that um, today or before the end of the month because the voting is over at the end of the month and that's when they select the winner of the $10,000 that they award to an organization every month. And I would like for this month for it to be Blanket of Freedom. So, all right. So we're going to get right into the morning. Um, it's 10 after 9, so if you needed to be at work at 9 o'clock, you're a little bit late. But, you know, I'm sure everything will be all right once you get there. The work will still be there. So we're going to go ahead and get right into the show when we come back. We'll be talking about President Obama's State of the Union Address, and then we'll move right into the topic of the day, which is passive friendships. What do they look like? And, hmm, are you that passive friend? We'll be back. I can't wait to come home. Yeah. It's the only place I want to be. I already know why. I mean, it's more than that, but <laughs> you know why, though. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even got to say it no more. I know I'm on my way, though. Get ready. Early in the morning when I'm standing at attention. I'm missing your attention.
playing niggas, you know. Bird magic or something. You know a nigga got dope, a nigga can leave the league. But if I leave, the fans still gon' love me, man. How the hell I'ma stop the shit? It's too much love coming with this shit. That's the only thing I'm settled with That's why I'm feeling like a money Mitch Paid it for like Rico Watch them hating niggas teeth though Ain't no hating, we just getting to it Only thing stopping me is God and bullets Trying to get up on this money train The hustle in me want a hundred man Not a hundred mil, me a hundred bill Use my talents and a hundred skills Make a business move like Diddy. like Diddy Might turn to a savage like 50, like 50. I'm trying to live a life like Jado Make a tidal wave and not a rainbow nah. Don't want to be a worker, want to be a boss yeah. So what's a hundred wins to it? Fuck a couple lives Let me inspire all these younger minds uh-huh. And if I ever die, let my seat not compromise nah. I'ma do anything my family needs yeah. Get a job, sell shoes, or even bag the weed <laughs> And I'm just saying I'ma do anything But don't worry about you, I'ma keep these hands clean How the hell I'ma stop the shit? There's too much love coming with this shit Hustle, the only thing I'm settled with That's why I'm feeling like a money mix Paid it for like Rico Watch them hating niggas peace though Ain't no hating, we just getting to it Only thing stopping me is God and bullets
What's up? We're back. You're listening to The B Word with your girl, L. Garth. It's 921, and today we're talking about passive friendships. What do they look like, and are you a passive friend? But first, we are going to talk about President Obama's State of the Union address, because I always like to talk about important current events, and this was his last one of his presidency, so I think it's kind of important to discuss. Um, You know, there are a lot of individuals out there who don't support President Obama, and that's fine. But the thing is, he's still the president of the United States of America. So when he does a State of the Union address, I think it's important. So and through this one, um, a lot of the headlines are saying that he tried to basically confront a lot of Americans' fears. So, um, he it was televised last night, and he wanted to paint a hopeful portrait of the nation after seven years of his leadership with a resurgent economy and better standing in the world despite inequality at home and terrorism abroad. Now, when he campaigned, he campaigned on promises of hope and change, and he vowed that when he took office, that he was going to transform Washington and politics itself. However, he did recognize that he fell short in this area, but he accepted responsibility for that. And a quote, he says, it's one of the few regrets of my presidency that the rancor and suspicion between the parties has gotten worse instead of better. And he went on to say, a president with the gifts of Lincoln or Roosevelt might have been might have better bridged the divide. He acknowledged that many Americans feel frightened and shut out of a political and economic system they view as rigged against their interests, even as he offered an implicit rebuke of Republicans who are playing on those insecurities in the race to succeed him. And I quote, as frustration grows, there will be voices urging us to fall back into tribes to scapegoat fellow citizens who don't look like us or pray like us or vote like we do or share the same background. We can't afford to go down that path. He repeatedly sought to contrast Republicans' bleak appraisals of the state of the nation with his own upbeat assessment. He called his opponent's version a fiction and defended his decisions, many of them flashpoints for the partisan divide. I want to play an excerpt from um, his speech regarding uh, the the economy. Um, I'm hoping that technology is (laughs) working with us today instead of against us. So if you are listening and you can't hear, please let me know so I can fix it or cut it, and then I'll just talk about it. All right, so here we go, President Obama on the economy. Anyone that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. Now, what is true, and the reason that a lot of Americans feel anxious, is that the economy has been changing in profound ways. Changes that started long before the Great Recession hit, 
Changes that have not let up. Today, technology doesn't just replace jobs on the assembly line, but any job where work can be automated. Companies in a global economy can locate anywhere, and they face tougher competition. As a result, workers have less leverage for a raise. Companies have less loyalty to their communities. And more and more wealth and income is concentrated at the very top. So that was President Obama on the economy. And the president called for a compromise with Republicans on an overhaul of the criminal justice system, approval of a broad free trade agreement spanning the Pacific Rim and new initiatives to address poverty and the opiate crisis in the United States. He proposed to provide jobless workers with retraining in addition to the unemployment payments they already received. This was his take on terrorism in the United States. Priority number one is protecting the American people and going after terrorist networks. people, because in today's world, even a handful of terrorists who place no value on human life, including their own, can do a lot of damage. They use the internet to poison the minds of individuals inside our country. Their actions undermine and destabilize our allies. We have to take them out. But as we focus on destroying ISIS, over-the-top claims that this is World War III just play into their hands. Masses of fighters on the back of pickup trucks, twisted souls plotting in apartments or garages, they pose an enormous danger to civilians. They have to be stopped, but they do not threaten our national existence. That, that is the story ISIL wants to tell. That's the kind of propaganda they use to recruit. We don't need to build them up to show that we're serious. And we sure don't need to push away vital allies in this fight by echoing the lie that ISIL is somehow representative of one of the world's largest religions. what we're doing. For more than a year, America has led a coalition of more than 60 countries to cut off ISIL's financing, disrupt their plots, stop the flow of terrorist fighters, and stamp out their vicious ideology. With nearly 10,000 airstrikes, we're taking out their leadership, their oil, their training camps, their weapons. We're training, arming, and supporting forces who are steadily reclaiming territory in Iraq and Syria. If this Congress is serious about winning this war and wants to send a message to our troops and the world, authorize the use of military force against ISIL. Take a vote. Yemen, who was taken out last year. 
or the perpetrator of the Benghazi attacks who sits in a prison cell. When you come after Americans, we go after you. And it may take time, but we have long memories, and our reach has no limits. President Obama sought to pose and answer the four central questions his aides said were driving the debate about America's future, including how to ensure opportunity for everyone, how to harness technological change, how to keep the country safe, and how to fix the nation's broken politics. We'll be right back with Passive Friendships. What do they look like? And are you that passive friend?
but they always want to be around you, especially if you're someone who's very popular and you have a lot of friends. They always want to be invited to all the social events, even though they may never, ever invite you to anything with them or they may never, ever really support anything that you do on a personal level. But if it's in the limelight or if a bunch of other, you know, popular people are going to be around, then you see them tagging along or wanting to tag along or trying to get in, calling you, emailing you, you know, what's what's happening, what's going on? Can I go? Now, a lot of people will say, you know, well, is that a bad friend? That's what most people do. Well, not really. I think with the invention of Facebook and a lot of these other social networking outlets, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, and oh my God, whatever else is out there. YouTube, because that's, you know, a social media platform as well you, that you can engage in, text messaging, the whole nine. People have become so far removed from actual relationships that they've turned into this passive kind of friendship. And these are the friendships where you only see them on Facebook. They only hit you up on Facebook or text message. You never get a phone call. They never, like, come over to your house. Most of my Facebook friends, honestly, I've got 1,500 Facebook friends. I don't even think I know 1,500 folks. I mean, I may know them in passing. We may all know somebody in passing. But to say that, you know, they're friends, no. And a lot of times people tell me i got to accept friends on these social media outlets because of what I do. But it's. For me, it's always been, you know, I don't like accepting people who are just, you know, trolling me for one, just, you know, trying to see what I got going on, or those people who really don't have your best interest at heart and are the negative nannies, negative Nellies, you know, always got something to say in your ear, or those ones who you find out later may be the ones talking about you behind your back, stabbing you in the back, or whatever. And because I've had so many bad experiences with friends, you know, I tend to be a lot more leery probably than other people. Mind you, still Facebook has been, or all these social media outlets have been havens for criminals, people who are up to no good, people who want to steal your identity, people who want to catfish you, and, you know, they, they're not who they say they are, people who are pedophiles, you know, rapists, killers, drug dealers, you know, the whole nine. So it's really kind of scary when you think about how much access people have to you. And, you know, I Google myself, so there's a lot of information out there about me. And it's kind of scary, you know, to see when I Google myself what comes up. I mean, pictures of me, you know, stories about me, on my social media, you know. So it, it's a little... <laughs> It's a little unnerving to see that, you know, everybody in the universe can basically find out who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. And a lot of people will say, well, you need that because, you know, you're in XYZ industry or because of what you're trying to do. You know, everybody needs to know who you are. And I agree on some level that that's the case. However, there should be a delineation between who are your trusted, true associates and friends and who, you know, are people who are just, you know, trying to be in your circle. And I think that maybe we all have kind of become these passive friends. And I know I'm guilty of that's one of the reasons why I started looking into it. Because I wanted to see on a daily basis how many people I actually interacted with and that means I verbally talk to you, either on the phone or face-to-face. I came to see you. I did something other than hit the like box on Facebook or shot you an Instagram picture or liked your Instagram picture or text messaged you. 
and I tell people text messaging is the devil. I hate it. I've always hated it, and I really don't like doing it, but it's become this necessary evil if you ever want to communicate with anyone. It's unfortunate that we've lost, you know, this this communicative concept. And I've come up with a couple of things on on why I think that, that that's the case and why we've all kind of become passive friends. So when I say, you know, if do you think that you're a passive friend or let's find out if you are one of the, the passive friends, the truth of the matter is, is I think we're we've all become a passive friend in some capacity, or or have uh, or have passive relationships. Even when it comes to family, um, you know, I, I can count like on one hand the number of times I think I've talked to my brothers or my sisters in the past couple of months, even, um, or my mother. You know, my mom and I, I don't, we don't talk every week. You know, I, it's really become this, this horrible, horrible thing. And, you know, I'm personally, I'm trying to fix it. I have a girlfriend who, you know, we're friends. We know we're friends, but we rarely ever talk to each other. And finally, we were able to get on the phone yesterday and actually have a conversation. And the promise is always, I'm going to do better. Let's do better. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to call you more. And what happens? It never happens. We somehow let life get in the way. And, you know, what I ended up finding, especially with a lot of the people who I was looking at, you know, a lot of people were upset and posting comments because friends that they hadn't talked to or reached out to had passed away. Or died. Some died tragically. Some, you know, just passed away. And I started thinking to myself, I didn't want to be in that situation. And I think a lot of it stems from a couple of things. And I, I'm going to try to go through them quickly. And I hope that you guys, you know, are are listening and kind of applying this and thinking about it when you're looking at yourself in your own life. I think a lot of us have this issue of insecurity, our personal insecurity. How are people looking at us? How do people people feel about us? How do people perceive us? Well, if I hide behind this this outlet where people can't really see me, people can't really talk to me, it makes me feel more secure about myself and more secure about my space. And then I give off a perception of something that's really not true. And I think because of that, we all have cocooned ourselves into our own little world to make ourselves feel more secure about who we are. We also have developed this lack of trust of everyone, especially with social media, because we can't we can't be sure that we know who you are. We can't be sure that what you're saying is true. We can't be sure of the stories that we're reading. And because of this, it causes this complete and total lack of trust unless you are close in our immediate circle. And even sometimes then we don't have trust. Another issue I think is when we look at people, we don't always think that they're going in the direction that we're going. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we base that off of social media presence. Maybe you post something. I have a friend who will post something and if I don't like it, then they text me and be like, oh, I posted XYZ, but you didn't like it. Okay, that doesn't mean I, I'm, I don't like you. It doesn't mean that I'm against what you're saying. Maybe it means that I didn't see it. Or maybe it means that I have a life and I might be doing something outside of Facebook at the time. So I think we need to stop putting all of our perceptions and feelings into a social media outlet and thinking that if somebody doesn't agree or comment or like on something that we're saying, that they're not connected to us in some type of way. It might be a good idea to just pick up the phone and call them and talk to them and ask them what they're feeling about something. I think the only way to, you know, overcome a lot of these things is to probably spend less and less time on social media, and I know it's been put out there many times before, 
But I think I'm really, I'm doing a personal thing where, you know, outside of the business that I have to conduct, and I, I really don't do it now, put a whole lot of personal stuff on Facebook. But I think I really am going to try to start reaching out to people in a more personal way. Um, I've got a friend who has called me several times that I just have not called her back. And it's not because I don't care. It's not because she's not my friend. It's just because I let other things get in the way. And God forbid anything was to happen to her or God forbid she needed something, you know, and, and I didn't reach out. So, it, you know, this this growing and existing problem can only be combated by us making a conscious effort to put down the computers, put down the cell phones, put down the keyboards or whatever else we use to communicate and actually personally reach out and touch someone. Y'all remember that 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 commercial with Bell South used to have a long time ago, reach out and touch someone? I think we need to start doing that again in our lives. And let's stop being those passive friends. And let's start being more of those real, true friends. Thanks for listening. I love you all. I hope that you guys got something out of this. As always, I love speaking with each and every one of you each and every week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 10. So thanks again. Tell your friends. And I hope that I have said something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything I say and do is because I love you, I love me, and I love us. And being broke ain't free. I'm your host, Elgarth, and I'll see you guys next time on The B Word. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 